Hey everybody, Mike Melcinos here. Sorry, I haven't uh, done a podcast in a while, but um, I'm back and um, just wanted to talk about an old article uh, that I hadn't posted on uh, Medium um, I found, but I, I wrote one uh, a long time ago back in 2014, I believe it was mid-2014 when I um, at the time read a book, John Wooden um, wrote, it was a, called A Lifetime of Observations and Reflections on and Off the Court. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really know too much about John Wooden. Uh, you know, I, I, I knew he, you know, coached at UCLA basketball and, um, yeah, he won a lot of, uh, national titles. I think he won 10 and I think he won seven in a row. I mean, something, something, uh, you know, a feat today that we just can't imagine unless I guess maybe you're, uh, uh, UConn basketball or something, but, um, yeah, you know, um, re- reading the book at the time, uh, and, you know, thinking about it now, he, you know, he had a, he had a very humble upbringing, uh, I believe in Indiana, you know, a church going people, very hardworking, humble, um, just, you know, keep your nose clean type of guy, do the right thing, you know, treat people fairly and, uh, and all that stuff, but, you know, when it came to coaching, it seemed that he was very countercultural. Um, here's a couple of things that he said that I feel like today I can't imagine people saying. Um, I think in today's culture, it's very, very salesy, a lot of PR, a lot of politically, uh, politically correct type language that you hear from, you know, not just coaches, but uh, seemingly the whole world these days. Um and Wooden just seemed to be a wholesome guy that the 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 fame and the winning um, were kind of uh, you know not his goal at all. Um, and so here, here's a couple of things that he said that stood out to me. Um, you know, he says a lot of things that stand out to me, but here here's just a couple of things. Uh, number one, uh, I never imagined winning a national championship. Okay, this guy won 10, all right, more than anybody. Uh, Number two, I never did any scouting. Um, You know, maybe back then, um, I don't know, maybe there's a couple things here. Maybe it was just his style, even if he was around in his prime today, maybe he would not want to do that. Uh, Hard to believe because of how the game has advanced, and all sports have advanced, and, you know... uh, um, you know, st- with, uh, with st- statistics and video and, and, you know, and, and a lot of scouting and, and the, the enormous amount of resources, uh, every team puts into these areas to get better, to know their opponents better, all that stuff. Um, you know, I can't say with any certainty, uh, and sadly now, uh, Wooden is, uh, has died, uh, several years ago. He, uh, he can't, uh, vouch for this, but, I, I wonder. I wonder if he would still be in his own little world, um, you know, developing his players and sticking to their system, executing to the best of their ability, um, and not wor- not really worrying about any- anybody else. Um, I don't know, but uh, I like to think that's true. Um, but I don't know. All right, next one. Uh, I miss the practices more than the games. Um, yeah, I, I 
I played baseball for a long time, and I um, I coach a travel team now, and I you know I give some I give some private lessons to kids uh, who are looking to uh, throw better. Um, you know, for me, I always loved practices more than games. Um, I feel like games were kind of the necessary thing we had to do to sort out uh, who was better, who did more work, who cared more, uh, and who who had more character and discipline type thing. Um, you know, obviously we we can't really uh, um, keep score in practices. Um, you know, the games are where that's for, and I feel like uh, I always liked the games more because it was a place where it was it, it was very um it, it was my meditation if you will um i loved just being by myself or you know with my dad you know throwing and you know again doing it again and you know trying to perfect the mechanics of it all um trying to repeat the move and try to make it better and cut the fat and just it was just a it was an just an editing process of of movement, um, much like I imagine writers do. You know, they write something and then they go back and they cut it out and they redo this and redo that and constantly tinker and it's just it's never done. Um, and that and that was very fun. Um, and uh, I I guess maybe that's what uh, John wouldn't meant by that comment. But that when I read that, I remember thinking, ah, yeah, I I feel that way too. Um, the games were kind of. Uh, you know, a lot of people cheering and a lot of noise and a lot of hype and, you know, uh, a lot of games with, uh, you know, psychological war- warfare, you know, uh, you know, at, at lower levels maybe more so than, than higher levels in sports. You have like a, a lot of chanting and all that stuff that try to throw you off your game. That was just kind of, you know, if you're prepared, you don't ever get affected by that stuff. But anyway, um, and the last thing he says, I never gave pre-game speeches to fire up my teams. And, and that's that seems consistent with his mantra, too, where, you know, we, we've done the work. Well, here we are. Um, remember these key points. Let's just go out and do our thing. That's it. Here's our system. Let's go and execute it well. And, um, and that's that. Um, we can't slack on game day and try to cram or use some use some fiery motivational speech you know a team that's not motivated a team that comes in flat pregame and has to be motivated to get all jacked up um to put put their best effort forward it's a team that's already lost maybe they won't lose that day but long term they've lost um, and individually, they probably lost as well. Um, again, maybe not, maybe not that day, but long term, uh, I think I think that's just a losing, um, a losing approach. You know, winners um, seem to come in just ready, and again, they may lose. Uh, they may lose for a while. Um, you know, they all all teams go through long periods of where they're in slumps, and you know, individually as well. And, you know, even the greatest teams don't win the ultimate prize at the end of the year. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of really good teams, a handful, handful of good teams every year and every 
every major sport and minor sport and um, at every level and, you know, uh, depending on some luck and breaks and injuries and this and that, any team, uh, each, each one of those teams could win. But, um, you know, to be there consistently year over year and not just have one good year and then uh, fade away, um, I feel like they have to... Uh, they have to be a team. They have to be self-motivated. You know, they have to be. They have to have a certain amount of uh, individual pride in their game, in how they like to approach the sport, uh, their craft, and it's not just about uh, you know the day when everyone's watching. You know, I think uh, had a lot of coaches say that uh, um, your true character is is what you do and no one's looking. And if you're just looking, if, if you're, you know, just trying to show your best when the coach is watching or parents are watching or when your, you know, boyfriend or girlfriend is watching, you want to look good for them and show that you're really doing well and you're, you're putting in the effort, you know, people, you know, experienced people could see right through that. And, um, you know, you're only, it's only hurting yourself too, where, uh, that's the only time you're really getting serious, you know, well, the really serious guys are doing it all the time, and they're doing it when, uh, as I said before, no one is watching, they're doing it, it's just, it's just a part of their day, it's, it's a part of their life, it's, it's like eating and, eating and breathing, it's just something they have to do, um, it's, it's almost not even a choice in the matter, um, and I feel like uh, wooden uh, instilled that message on his team, uh, on his uh, on his players that uh, you know wooden wooden wasn't coaching as a career move. It wasn't a strategic move to make some money. It wasn't a move to you know leverage to become a motivational speaker or something. It was just here's what I do. Um, I don't know why exactly I do this. This is just what I do, and this is the way we do it, and uh, this is the way I teach it, and um, we're gonna do it the best the best we can, and and that's great. Um, you know, maybe maybe Wooden's teams got lucky. They you know they had some really great players that played there. You know, you can have that you can have that approach with lesser uh, talented players, and maybe you don't win ten championships, including seven in a row. Okay, fine. Um, you know, there is always that element of luck and things that are out of control, out of your control involved. But he seemed to have uh, maximized the the character and the talent that the, the you know with the players that he had. And um, you know, I think I think today, you know, I, I, a couple of people, um, a couple of coaches today come to mind, you know, uh, I think I mentioned for you and, um, UConn basketball, so Gino uh, Oriema, and, uh, and the guy who coaches Alabama football, uh, Saban, um, you know, they seem to just be there every year, and it doesn't really matter what type of, you know, what mix of players they have, and I know they get great players, but, uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of other good players at other schools too, um, but whatever, whatever they do just seems to resonate in a way that brings out the best in the, in the groups that they have. And, um, you know, um, to try to bring this back to trading, 
um, if we take a page from John Wooden's book, like, you know, only, only focus on the things that you can control, um, which he talks about a lot. You know, if you're focusing only on results um, and things don't go your way, it's going to adversely affect the things that you do have control of. And, you know, in trading, it's, it's, uh, or in investing, it's, it's, uh, it's the work before we even commit any money and we bet any money. It's, uh, it's all the research and then it's, and then it's coming up with, uh, you know, being honest with ourselves that like, okay, here, you know, all right, we have a decent system that, uh, dec- that, that, you know, historically at least yields some decent results. And I think it. I think it uh, fits with my style, and okay, I'm you know I understand that it's this doesn't always win, and it can go uh, periods of time where it loses, and um, you know I need to be ready for that. And all right, okay, that's I'm I'm cool with that. And uh, you know maybe along the way we learn you know some other things, and we keep researching and you know experimenting and stuff like that to try to make things better. But uh, um, you know, most of the t- most of the work is going to be just executing the game plan, and um, that's uh, that is the thing that I feel most traders and investors don't um, focus enough time on. They you know always want results. They want to win all the time. Like I, I I'm one of those guys too. You know I I want to win all the time as well. You know I grew up in a culture of winning. You know. Um, from sports and, and, uh, you know, just being in the New York area, uh, you know, as a kid growing up in the nineties, you know, I was around the Yankees and, you know, the Giants teams and, um, you know, there was just, these teams won all the time and it was just, oh, that's just the way it is. And you don't really appreciate how rare it can be when you have real good hot streaks for a long time. Um, and, you know, you start to get a little greedy and you start to get, you know, a little bratty with this stuff. And, uh, you know, for me being, uh, being a trend following, uh, trader, you know, that's my style. And, um, you know, um, to a lesser extent, it's probably, it's the style of the, my investors, you know, they're probably not as committed as I am to it, but, uh, you know, we go through losing streaks all the time and, you know, especially over the last, you know, five to ten years has been historically the worst period on record, and and if you're constantly focused on that, it's it's likely going to add to the pressure. It's going to add, oh, I got to make something happen because oh my god, we can't lose again. You know, so we got to do something, and and there you go. You start justifying your lack of discipline for. Uh, you know, you're really just medicating this impatience and, and frustration that, um, you know, it feels good in the, in the time because, oh, all right, yeah, see, we're, we're actually doing something. See, you know, we're losing and we got, you know, you know, what, what, what would winners do? Eh? See, they, they would, they would do something, you know, you don't, and most of the time it's not doing anything. And, uh, that's a very difficult thing to sell to other people and, and yourself as well, um, and, uh, you know, investors and traders learn this stuff all the time, uh, sadly the hard way, but um, uh, I feel that, uh, you know, there's just so many parallels with sports and, and, and investing that, 
you know, but but the work comes before the game is played, right? It's before you you make a bet. It's before the market's open or whatever. It, you know, it's you need to know what you're doing, and you need to know what to do when one, two, three, X, Y, Z scenario happens, and um, that's the whole point of having a system so you can calmly uh, execute it and uh, never be confused about about what you should do because you know what you should do and um you understand that yeah i i'm gonna keep doing this um for a long long time i know it may not i know there's gonna be streaks where it doesn't work and uh, that's just something i gotta live with but uh um the results aren't in my control and i believe uh john wooden said that too he says he he didn't believe winning was even in his control um, which is pretty amazing for a guy who won all the time, um, you know. And I, and I, I haven't dug up any uh, any quotes and uh, writings uh, on what you know Gino Ariema and Nick Saban have have written, but I believe Nick Saban at least talks all the time about you know it's process, it's just process over over result, um, and it's just. It's something that it's pretty unbelievable to get kids at that age at the college level to buy into. Um, because people, uh, it, it just, it's just not, it's not the easiest thing to buy into. It, it doesn't feel good. You know, it's, it's very countercultural. Like, all you want to do is just win at all costs. And, and especially in investing, you get huge egos and very smart people and people who won and succeeded in life up until you know they're they start investing or you know things like that and and they think they know everything what to do um and a lot of times it's it's their it's a false sense of uh false sense of confidence that they don't really don't have a plan they just they just you know they try to uh uh you know feed the impulses of of making a big bed and 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 really you know stroking that ego and making a call making a prediction and you know there really is no system there it's just all feelings based it's all you know short term impulse based and um you know, so following a process and and a discipline of of strict rules that you can e- actually see in writing um, it's, it almost feels, you know, for some people I can imagine it feels like boredom and you know, it feels like, oh, I'm just copying it. There's no real artistry here. Um, well, I mean, the artistry comes from discipline, you know, it's like a writer, like you have to write every day. Like Seinfeld says you got to write every day. It's, you don't write when you feel like it, you know, cause it, you, if you wrote when you only felt like it, you write two days a year. Um, you know, same thing for all professions. It's most of the time you don't feel like doing what you need to do, and um, that's that's sadly the price to pay. And um, yeah, it's it's unbelievable that those coaches got those players to buy in at such a young age. Um, and that's the same thing I, you know I try to do with with investors as well. And it's you know it's not easy. You know, people forget. You know and uh, I'm not with them every day like like coaches are and and, and um 
you know, if, if you invest in other managers too, you know, when you're losing, you, you know, it might just be a good idea to just, you know, give them a call and say, hey, um, you know, get a refresher course on, on what, what's going on. And, you know, cause you may not remember, you know, that, that talk you had or that, that piece of content, um, the manager sent you about, oh, here's what we do. Here's when we make money. Here's generally when we lose money. And, uh, here's how it tends to go. Um, and just be ready for, you know, extended periods of time of luck in our favor and, uh, un- and unlucky um, results, and uh, you just gotta have to live with it. There's just really, there's really nothing else to do uh, about that. Um, and yeah, uh, I think that's, uh, I think pretty much it for today. Um, there might have been some things I left out in the article that I wrote, um, but I'll. Uh, it's on Medium on my on my Medium site, and um, I'll. Uh, you know, the link's up there for anyone to see, and uh, I will uh, come out with some more regular podcast episodes uh, coming up. I had a little lull time, a little creative lull. wasn't really, um, uh, I go through these every once in a while where I get a bunch of ideas all at once, write a, write a bunch of articles within a month or so, and then I kind of uh, exhale for a while and uh, um, run out of ideas. But uh, now I got a few coming back to me, and like this one, I dug up this old one that uh, I hadn't uh, talked about or sent out in a while, so um, I feel it's a good time to do it. Um, So until next time, uh, everyone have a good one, have a good uh, Memorial Day weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon.